It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. One week is in the books for the high school football uh, season. And uh, Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton with you. We'll uh, take a look at the games that we haven't recapped, which are basically Friday's games. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a game on Saturday. It was actually Friday. They just made the... Uh, we'll talk about the Memphis game, yeah. It, the <laughs> MHSA site had it as a Saturday game, but it was actually played Friday night. Okay, because uh, they, they did a couple of things. The Sandusky actually played Thursday night, and they put it as a Friday night score. Yeah, so, so. great new site. There, there, there's, yeah, it's a great new site. Um, so, we'll, uh, obviously, there's a, a big game to talk about uh, with the Armada Marine City thing, so we will dissect all of that. But there were some other games uh, to talk about as well. There'll be new top tens later on in the uh, the show. The top five is already out. Yeah, with the Blue Water Sports Media Association. I put it out on our Twitter account, so by the time you're listening to this, you have, would have seen it. Um, it's us and Brendan Welper and Callie Newberry all put our minds together and come up with a poll. But, uh, yeah, lost in all of it. The best performance of the night wasn't even at the biggest game of the night. No. Yeah. That's uh, that's something else, uh, too. But we'll get to all of that in just a moment. Anything else? Nope. Let's get to it. All right. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. 
Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Dara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dara Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810 810- 987-6400 extension 132 finding that missing shin guard remembering whether it's a home or away game getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day why are simple things sometimes so complicated thankfully with auto owners insurance doesn't have to be one of them we work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things like not being that fan oh come on ref that's simple human sense For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast, and uh, let's get into the nuts and bolts of this uh, thing. Uh, Brady, you were there. What happened? Armada Marine City. Well, it was a um, – we might have a new contender for best game we've ever done. That is as good of a game as you will ever see. Uh, so I'll give you the quick, quick recap, um, I'm sure – Unless you were living under a rock, you've, you've heard about it if you're listening to this show. So, um, game starts and both teams come out a little slow. Punts on the first drive. Then Marine City scores to make it 7 nothing. But Armada gets the ball back and moves down the field and answers. 7-7, right before the half. Marine City runs a screen play, a perfectly called screen scored from... I think like 22 yards out, Paul Muscat had three linemen in front of him and no defenders in front of him. They they had everyone fooled. So it's 14-7 going into the break, 
and Marine City gets another touchdown in the third quarter, and you're going, okay, that's the put-away touchdown. Armada would have to score on their next two drives and get a quick stop. Well, on their next next time Armada touched the ball, it only took them four and a half minutes to get into the end zone. They missed the extra point, so it made it 21-13, and they get the stop. It was very impressive stop in three plays, forced a punt, and they slowly moved it down the field. It took them 14 plays, but they were able to get into the end zone, and they ran a perfect two-point play, Dennis. Their full house set, they had ran it, I think, every time, and Lucas Lobodo had been blocking the whole game. They fake the handoff. He's right there in the flat. Sophomore Pratt puts it right there. Two-point conversion, tie ball game. And this is where the game gets goes from really, really good to otherworldly. And I want we'll talk about these decisions after we're done with this because I want to get your opinion on a few of them. Marine City goes three and out on the next drive, and they punt it back, and Armada, with no timeouts left, has the ball with about a minute left, and Kyle Rowley's an aggressive coach. He plays, I mean, his offense is a little more conservative, but his philosophy is aggressive, and he goes for it. So he's trying to get into field goal range. He's trying to win this thing in regulation. He's not thinking overtime. First play, they get like a 15-yard pass, but it gets called back, I think, due to holding. So they come back, and they're still trying to move the ball down the field. They throw an interception. Parker Atkinson jumps up and takes one away and going down the far sideline. And I don't know who caught him, but it was a great chase down tackle. I thought Parker Atkinson was going to score in Marine City, was going to find a way to pull the win out of a hat. But they tackle him at the 11. And a couple of incomplete passes, Marine City tries to win it at the end of regulation and misses the field goal. I mean, yeah, that and it wasn't close. It, it was it was a good try, but it just you could tell the pressure and everything never the kick never really had a chance. So we go to overtime, and Marine City Dennis fourth and one in the first overtime from the one, and they get stopped. How often do you if Marine City has to get a yard? How often are they getting that yard? A uh, hundred and a half out of a hundred and one. Yeah. So Armada gets the stop. And you're going, oh, my God, Armada just needs points. They played a little conservative, which I don't mind, and they let their kicker, Tristan Herb, come out and try to kick it and wasn't quite there. Left it a little short and going to a second overtime, which are they supposed to meet after each overtime at midfield? Uh, No, it's supposed to alternate. So whoever was on offense last is on offense first. Right, and they just go to the other end. Yeah. They went out and met at midfield. I'm like, is I thought there was another coin toss for a second. I don't know why they did that. Anyway, so Armada gets it first. They score, and they make the extra point. So that was a big kick, and I give Kyle Rowley credit for trusting his kicker because he had missed the last two kicks that were reasonably close, and he puts in a big extra point. Marine City goes backwards. They get sacked on first down, take a delay a game. It's second and 17, incomplete pass. Third and 17, they get down to the one, and they are able to punch it in on the one-yard line. So it's 28-27. Darren Lutzen says, 
all right, this game's ending on this play. I have four different weapons. I'm, I can get three yards. And it was kind of a ride power uh, option. And Heslop pulled it from Tetler. They tackled Tetler at the two. They tackled Heslop at the three. And Armada pulls off the upset victory in a game that was a big showcase for Armada. It was a game where Marine City was making some mistakes that part of that was on them, part of it was on um, Armada for forcing the mistakes. Now, I will say I was very impressed. We knew Armada had size. We knew they were probably going to win the Battle of the Trenches. But where it really impressed me was their secondary. Leo Andrews, Vinny Fodale, Tristan Herb, among others in that secondary, did an amazing job locking down the receivers for Marine City. Parker Atkinson's a weapon. Parker Atkinson did not have a lot of room to work. He scored one touchdown, the one mistake. The corner was going to pass it off to the safety, and the safety thought the corner was going to stay with him. So Parker Atkinson ran by everyone, and Heslop just threw it in, easy touchdown. But they shut down the weapons. They came up. They tackled. Zach Tetler did not break off. I think he had one thirty-some yard run, and that was it. And they shut down the Marine City offense. So, Dennis, before we get into the specifics of this game, you listened to the game, correct? Yeah. So what were your takeaways from this game? Well, uh, and this may sound weird because uh, as a fan, this is a great game. Oh, yeah. Um, it's back and forth, and and we're loving the action and anything. My feeling is is that the two coaches went and looked at the tape on Saturday and were more concerned about what they had to fix than what went right. <laughs> That's my take on it, is both teams are looking at this. If you're Marine City, you are looking at, at this, and you're thinking, first off, we had a two-touchdown lead. In the fourth quarter. We never give away a two-touchdown lead. Got to fix that. That's broken. I wonder when the last time they lost a game after being up by two touchdowns was. That's a really good question. Um, I, I bet it's been a, a little while at least. Um, then it was we needed to stop a two-point conversion, and that went wrong. Then it was we needed to kick a field goal, and that didn't happen for us. And then it was we needed to get in from the one-yard line twice in overtime, and it didn't uh, happen for them. Like, Marine City's going, how did we not win this football game in the end? We had so many chances that we usually cash in on one. And how about this? So you, you give Armada a lot of credit, too, because they didn't allow Marine City to cash in on any of those. And then your Armada, I mean, I don't know what you could be critical of if, if you're their coaches. Uh, we, we were down 21-7 to at one point, but you didn't quit. No, and, and that's the mentality that they have. And now. with an offense that we've pointed out before, not the best in the world for comeback offense. It's a great offense if you get the lead. Yeah. It's the perfect offense if you've got the lead. But when you're playing from behind, it's not always the most conducive offense. And yet against Marine City, you're able to come back two touchdowns, make the plays that you needed to make, um, and, and win the football game. So I just thought it was a really spectacular game. Uh, 
if we played this game ten times, Brady, probably goes five and five, or or does it go? More in Marine City's favor because of all the opportunities that they have. Well, again, like if it plays out the same way, where the same opportunities, right? And it's it's uh, you can play the what if game both sides and say, well, what if this? I mean, there was a play. I think it was the start of the fourth quarter. Um, I said it when it happened. Zach Tetler snuck out of the backfield, was running a streak down the middle of the field, and Jeff Heslip just missed him by a step. And that's the play, I can tell you, from playing against it and broadcasting it, those are the plays that Marine City hits that is the heartbreaker. Yeah. The one that you they save that little play, that wrinkle, to the, the, just in case we need it, and they hit it, and that's the one that breaks the back, and they didn't execute it. Now, some of it was Armada forcing the issue, and like I said, Jeff Heslip did not have big windows to throw it into. I mean, you've seen Marine City games. Usually, the the way they they construct their routes and the athletes they have, it's not you don't have to put it on a dime all the time. And there was w- the one throw I mentioned earlier, but besides that, the Armada secondary was on them. And the other thing was Jeff Heslop didn't have a clean pocket a lot of the time. Whether he was rolling out or dropping straight back, did not have a lot of clear vision to see so that's the good part for Armada now let me ask you this is this more Armada or is this more Marine City five for five on fourth down for Armada hey that's impressive and I give Armada credit again I think they've got uh, a good offense for fourth and short I don't know how many of those were I think they were all fourth and five or less yeah so I mean that's that's right in into their alley. Let's give our mate a credit because I can sit here and go, well, if we played it this minute, but we can't. We only can only play, play it once and our mate a one. Yeah. So give them credit for that. And uh, this is a big win. The secondary thing, that could be big for our mate because to win the BWAC, you've got to stop Crosslex. Yeah. Crosslex is the one team in the BWAC that can throw with authority. Mm hmm. So that bodes well maybe for Armado. We'll see uh, when uh, those two teams get together. But And the other – you held Zach Tetler in check. I mean, he yeah, went if, over 100 if, yeah, yards. What, 128 yards. But he never had that huge home run play. Uh, he had 16 carries for 113 yards, which – or 112 technically, which is still really good, but 42 of those came on one run. So you're saying 15 carries for 70-some yards? That's that's not great in a vacuum, but when you think about the person you held that to, that's a really nice performance from that Armada defense. And they they bucked up when they needed to, Dennis. Look, before that last touchdown drive in overtime, they went three and out, three and out, four and out against the Marine City offense that is used to being able to march down the field. And in overtime, you feel like they're going to score all the time. So, no, Armada did a really nice job. I thought Lucas Pratt was a perfect game manager. He made the throws they needed to so Marine City wasn't allowed to come up and put eight, nine guys in the box like you saw last year with Armada. Last year, teams would just go, throw it, I dare you, I dare you. And no, they never hit a home run, but they'd hit outs, they'd hit curls, they'd hit slants. And I just, they did just enough that Marine City couldn't commit 100% to the run, and that helped a lot. 
Yeah. Uh, It's just, it's a really interesting result um, because now I'm more interested in everybody else's reaction about it. Like, how are they going to treat Marine City? Ooh, Marine City lost a game by a point in double overtime to a good football team. Yeah. Oh, but now, ooh, Marine City, they're they're not as good. They're this, they're that. Their defense isn't. Come on, yeah. Well, Marine, let's, let's Marine get, City will win their next eight. Uh, I'm going to say it right now. Marine City will win their next eight games. Let's let's get to that in a minute <laughs> because I want to talk about a few specifics in the game. So, again, it's easy to Monday morning quarterback. But what were your initial thoughts first when Armada was going for the win in regulation? Just shy of midfield, no timeouts, a minute left. What did you make of that? Uh, I was surprised, but it was thrilling. Yeah, you know, upsets are cool, right? Uh, especially to when when I know, like, I know Marine City will bounce back from this, and this is what our maiden needs going into the BWAC schedule. A win like this, suddenly our maid is really dangerous. They go from being. Well, we know they're going to be one of the good teams, but where do they fit with, with, okay, they're dangerous. They just beat Marine City. I've got to believe entering the BWAC schedule, nothing scares them at this point. Right. You know, so, you know, you, 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 just, you just gave a team that was a firecracker a stick of dynamite. Yeah, um, and a lot of confidence. Yeah, so, and, and, and again, so the, there, was, there was excitement. But then there's always in the back of your mind, Marine City will figure this out. Marine City will figure this out. And initially on, on your call on the interception, I thought, is, I thought he was gone. I thought he was but, too. Yep, there's Marine City being Marine City. I don't, I don't know who it was. I wish I could go back and look. Uh, but it looked like Atkinson was just going to run down the sideline past everyone, and he was going to – and that is, that is a great coaching tool. So when they say never give up on a play, that if – the kid gives up on that play, Armada loses that football game. Yeah, yeah different. But different so, what did result. you think of the decision to try and go for it, being aggressive? Because that's just Armada's mentality and the way they attack the game. I I thought they were going to go for overtime. If I was coaching, I personally would have went for overtime. But if they make that play and Armada gets that fifty-fifty ball, then it's a great decision. Uh, I don't mind them going for it, actually. And, and you know me, I'm generally, between the two of us, the more conservative guy. Right. But I'm, I'm looking at it as I'm at East China Stadium. I'm playing Marine City. I don't want to get into a game of 10 yards with them. I don't. I've got the ball. There's some time on the clock. Let's get down there, score points, and not turn this into, okay, the ball's at the 10, try to stop us kind of a game and again it depends I'm sure that if they got to the 40 or the like inside Marine City territory there was probably a trick play or a they had an ace up their sleeve that they were ready to use if they could just get it in position now let's go to overtime last year we had a similar debate where the North Branch Elmont game we talked about it with coach Furman North Branch went for it on fourth of inches basically to to ice the game if they get the first down they win and Almont stuffed them went down the field tied it eventually North Branch won in overtime I liked it you didn't um you would have punted the similar situation going for the win 
did you like Marine City going for putting their cards in the middle of the table, or did you would you rather have seen them try the f- extra point? Uh, in this uh, scenario, you, you'd miss the field goal. Um, I don't want to put that pressure on the kicker again. And you're Marine City. It's three yards. You're Marine City. You get three yards in your sleep. I think in that situation, the Marine City Mariners, if they would have kicked, we'd all be going, what's what, What's wrong with Marine City this year? You know, they, they, don't, they don't play for a tie. They don't play to extend the game. They play to win it. We have one play to win the game and get Armada out of here finally. I got no problem with them going for it. You got Zach Tetler and Jeff Heslip in your backfield. I got no problem with them running a play from the three to try to win the football game there and 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 get that thing over with. Why keep extending the game? Why keep giving Armada confidence and and chances at you? It's funny we 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 switched roles for this and one. And give credit to Armada for making the stop. Oh yeah, I mean I said on the call they stopped him twice because I thought Tetler had it because I think everyone in East China Stadium assumed Tetler was going to have it. And they figured, all right, we'll give it to Jeff who can run it. And they made the play there too. Now, I'm going to put a big caveat on this because I'm in the booth. I don't know what's going on on the sideline. I don't know if, like you said, they missed the, ex- the, the, the field goal to win it earlier. Marine City has about three or four kickers they use. I don't know if Darren Letts, and if he felt that the moment was too big and he didn't want to put that pressure on for another kick, and he thought that it would have been a tough spot, then absolutely go for two. That is something that is between the coaches and the players, and I don't know, the fans don't know, that is something that I'm sure they talked about. Or they made the decision earlier because they did not even hesitate. So if... It was a worry about the kicker. I don't mind it at all going for two. Well, I, However, just, I look at it this way, Brady. If you miss that kick, you probably that, – that kicker's done for the year. Just confidence. Just is, confidence is shot. Or you might not get that – it might not be and you know until week five or six that they're feeling good about themselves again. Um, whereas if you make the kick, the best you can do is tie the game. But – this is a situation, again, you're Marine City, it's three yards. If you make it, you win. If you get stopped, you tip your cap to Armada and you can live with yourselves and come back next week and everybody's going to be okay. Yeah, they did just get stopped on the previous overtime, too. So, I mean, that was, that was from the one on fourth and goal. Yeah, and so you're like, we dare you to do it to us again. You, you did it once, law of averages says we're going to score this time. I just at home again this is if you felt the kicker was not an option at home I I feel like if you're in Armada you go for two you're at home you're at your own place you're going to get the first possession of the next overtime you can set the tone again just keep going now if, if it was flipped and Armada was in that situation hell yeah go for two you're the underdog in that situation. You're not. No one thinks you should be there. You said it on our, our preview or our, our last show. You're like, it's a no lose situation for Armada. Then yeah, go for it. One play. I'm sure everyone in Armada would have taken that beforehand. Just yeah. I, again, you can sit here and we can question it. Hey, if Jeff Heslop runs over a defender and scores, 
greatest call ever. And it's one of those where, hey, if it works, you're smart. If it doesn't, people criticize you. So I again, I don't think it was. I don't think there's a wrong decision. The wrong decision is the one that doesn't work. Uh, I just I I think they're fine. And had they made it, you know, again, we, we wouldn't be. We'd be going, yeah, dude, let's in Marine City. Oh man, you know, that's that would be the reaction. They didn't. So instead of saying, oh, Marine City, you should have kicked, I'm saying, yeah, Kyle Raleigh, our made a defense. Way yeah. to go. Yeah. So let's, let's give. Let's give, again, the winning side some kudos for sucking it up at the goal line and making a play. Multiple times. Against a team that usually gets those in. Multiple times. So my biggest takeaway is for Armada, one, I really liked that they kind of use two different backs now. They will sub out Conan and Fodale. And one... They're two different running backs. Fodale has a little more finesse, a little more speed, where Conan can just battering ram you. So I like that, one, because it gives two different looks, and two, because come week seven, eight, nine, you're not putting 300 carries on one guy where you might wear him out. You get to extend them a little bit, especially if you have guys playing both sides of the ball. I like that. I, again, I can't stress enough how impressed I came with Armada's secondary. Again, Marine City's not a primarily passing team. There weren't a lot of open receivers, and it forced Jeff Heslip to make some tough throws, and a few he did and a few he didn't. And uh, it was a blanket for – Leo Andrews was a blanket all night long, and they kept trying to get it to Atkinson, and he wouldn't let him. That was really impressive. And, again, you have, we're not talking about a sophomore quarterback that just went into East China Stadium and won. That is an impressive feat for Lucas Pratt. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think the, the Armada design helps that. Oh, yeah. He wa- they didn't ask they him weren't to asking go- Lucas Pratt to drop back and throw 30 times. No, but outside of the last drive of regulation, he didn't make mistakes. He made the throws he needed to. And, Dennis, you saw in some of your games, he got the handoff there, he took the snaps, and he was able to do the job. And, like I said, he was a really good game manager. And as for Marine City, the takeaways there, you, you kind of alluded to it earlier. I already had multiple people kind of ask me, like, oh, is Marine City down this year? Is it, oh, oh, maybe Marine City's taking the step back. And it's like, it. I came away more impressed with Armada than I was disappointed in Marine City. Now, Marine City made mistakes. They, Good God, they took the worst seven penalties I've ever seen in a game. It felt like they picked the worst times to get their penalties. So that I didn't like, and going giving up five of five on fourth down, I didn't like either. How- week, week one, if they're still taking those penalties in week four, seven, and, right. and later, then it's a problem. If they clean it up, it was a week one issue. So, I'm, again, I'm going away thinking Armada stepped up to the challenge and rose their game and, and have taken the next step, hopefully, under Coach Rowley and are going to be BWAC contenders. The nice thing is we find out week three how how serious their BWAC uh, title race will be when they go to Cross-Lex. But... I didn't think it was Marine City lowering themselves to whatever people may think Armada is. I was genuinely impressed um, with what 
Armada did. I thought they won the game, and it wasn't Marine City losing the game. Yeah, and again, I'll say it's two good teams in a one-point double overtime game that either side could have won. Yes. Yeah, it was it was a very even matchup, and yes, the, the little birdie in my head on the drive home went, oh, I might get to, get to see this game in 10 weeks. Yeah, wouldn't that be fun? Yes, it would. Wouldn't you like a rematch? Yes, and I think more it's not, oh, Marine City's taking a step back. I think it more you poked the beast and you got the bear angry, and I feel bad for anyone in a Clawson uniform this Thursday. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't want to be Clawson on, uh, uh, on this week because I, I have a feeling that uh, the, the first half of that game is going to be ugly. Yeah. It's not good, but it's, you know, it's funny on a whim on the Thursday night show, I kind of said, yeah, Marine City against the BWAC is five and seven in the last 10 years, not thinking much of it. And then Armada makes it five and eight. Now, before people go, oh, if they were in the BWAC, they wouldn't be anything special. Yeah, they the, the teams they, They're, they're the not teams playing they the bad BWAC teams. In the BWAC, okay? Elmont, the year they went to a state title game. They lost that one. They lost to Algonac the year they went to a regional final and a state semifinal. And I believe it lost one BWAC game that year. They lost to Richmond the years they won the BWAC. So they're losing to the BWAC champion most years, not yeah, like and, they're and not the, losing to the fourth place and, BWAC. And team. the majority of their games against BWAC opponents come in the playoffs or week 1. Um the so it's yeah. It's if if they were in the BWAC and they got to play everybody in the league, they'd be just fine. Yes. Now, and they'd have a winning record. They might not have gone the last three regular seasons undefeated, but... No, but again, we've been saying it all along to anybody who will listen. There's good football in the BWAC. They got a lot of good teams there. Six and one in week one, including three and oh over the Max Silver. They got a lot of good teams there. They have a lot of good teams. And I mean, right now... You could probably tell me there are – if you told me you looked into a crystal ball and said one of these five teams won the BWAC, I wouldn't call you crazy. I, I still think there's a team to get. Yes. But Lex is I still, also still think that there are I, – I don't know that I'll go five teams in the BWAC. I'll definitely go four deep in the BWAC. Maybe four. Maybe I miscounted. Maybe I counted one twice. But either way. <laughs> yeah. That can happen too when you're t- – yeah. Trying to figure out who everybody is. Yeah, either way. A lot of good teams in the BWAC could win it. Um, so, yeah. that. But that was an awesome high school football game. And it may have dethroned Marysville Marine City because the last 45 minutes of that game was insanity. <laughs> like, just stepping back, not talking about the fallout, the repercussions, whatever. The just craziness of okay I said on the broad basically Armada has to score on their next two drives they score get a stop score get the two-point conversion then the pick then the almost pick that if that ball was tipped six inches higher Vinny Fodale catches it and runs a hundred yards the other way and it I'm glad I didn't have a dog in the fight because I almost had a heart attack as it was <laughs> if I was a fan of one of those teams I'd I don't know I'm a fan of both teams. 
Uh, and I, and they're both going to do really well this year, and that's what excites me the most. Yes, because, again, I can't stress this enough. It was more Armada stepping up to the challenge than it was Marine City giving them the game. And, yes, anytime you lose a game, there are mistakes. You never see two perfect games go up against each other. I'm sure if you go – A lot of times when you win, there are mistakes. I was going to say, if you go out into the Armada film room, I'm sure they're saying, hey, if we did this, 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 and this on these plays – we don't have to come back from two scores. Yeah, we're not in this situation to begin with. It doesn't have to be this dramatic. And the Marine City coaching staff's doing the same thing, going, if we do this, 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 and this, we coast in this game. Yeah, because that's, that's what film ends up being most of the time, and it's usually, especially against a wing T team, if, you, if you're talking about Armada, it's one guy making a, a, a one false step the wrong way and, and making the difference in the game, but... I guess congratulations to Armada. Probably the biggest win that school's ever had. Yeah, I, w- I mean, I would have to say so. At least, I, I mean, if you want to count they, the Richmond playoff game, just because it was a playoff game, the two they had against them, what, it was 03 and last year. But at least regular season-wise, that might be the biggest win the Armada Tigers have ever had. And there is a buzz about Armada football. Well, I mean, they've always had that stigma of they – they could beat the the poorer teams, but they they never really beaten a big shot. Now they've beaten a big shot. Yeah, and they've done it two years in a row because they beat North Branch last year. They and they they petered out a bit. Now, hey, you want to know what a test of a good team is? This is the ultimate trap game this week for them. You just beat Marine City. Cross Lex is next week, and you have a good Yale team on the on the docket. Don't fall into the ultimate trap game and lose all the momentum you have. Yeah, I well, I can't speak for the kids, but I think I can speak for the coaches in Armada. They'll have them ready to play. You can, yeah. I'm just, I'm just warning. I have never seen a more perfectly set up trap game than this one. So anyway, congratulations to Armada. There were other games that happened Friday night. There were. You were at one. I was. And there was a performance from a running back that is video game-like. All right. We'll get to all of that, but let's take a break first. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. 
Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, Think Mattress King. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. Lots of other games uh, to uh, talk about from uh, Friday. I uh, went out to uh, Ann Arbor to see Port Huron High play Grand Rapids Catholic Central, and what I'm going to say about this is, uh, yeah, Grand Rapids Catholic Central is pretty damn good, and PH has got a little work uh, to do uh, in certain areas. Now, they struggled snapping the football, the long snaps. Even if you clean that up, 
they're still three or four touchdowns behind what Grand Rapids Catholic Central is Not doing. Not just the long snaps, just in the shotgun. How many snaps went over Holler's head? It quite, felt like at least once a drive. Quite a few. They had two in particular that cost them 36 yards and a turnover. They had a snap over the punter's head that turned into a turnover. Uh, Gavin Troy tried to make something happen back near the goal line. He was getting chased. Probably would have been better off trying to kick the ball, but maybe he felt like on the run he might miss it or something like that. So he threw up a pass and it got picked off. And by the way, that might have been the most spectacular catch of the day was that interception. Kid laid out and made a diving catch. Um, But uh, Grand Rapids Catholic Central – Scored early, they scored often, they had two touchdowns, 16 seconds apart in the first minute 45 of the game. Yeah, um, again, I don't think Port Huron High is 54 to nothing behind Grand Rapids Catholic Central because it just felt like with a team like that, you don't have to play a perfect game, but you have to play a near perfect game. And things you can't do is second play of the game, you can't miss... Uh, guy in the backfield, which would have made it, what, third and 12 to start the game? Yeah, they, they, they stopped him for a yard loss, I think, on the on the first run. So it was second and 11, and they did. They, they had uh, – his name was uh, Kellen Russell Dixon. They had him – That's a good football name. Yes. They had him stopped three or four yards behind the line of scrimmage. And it was I, – I couldn't see the kid. He was surrounded in red jerseys. And then the next thing I know, he's busting down the far sideline, and they finally stopped him at the five-yard line after a 66-yard run. It's like, how did he even get out of there? I'm thinking, oh, all right. It's going to be third and 15, and the the Big Reds can get a three and out to start the game, and and this is good, right? This is good. They can play with these guys to – Oh, my goodness, first and goal at the five, next play touchdown. Then a shotgun snap over the Amari's head, and the ball's recovered at the five, and it's a touchdown, and it's 13 to nothing, and you haven't even played two minutes. And then PH went on a bit of a drive and just, like, you felt like there were moments where they could have kept the game on the rails, and they just were their worst enemy, and when you're playing a powerhouse like Grand Rapids Catholic Central, you can't be your own worst enemy. Well, they got down to the 14 on on the next drive, so they moved the ball a little bit, but then you know it stalled out, and they got themselves in a fourth and long situation. It would have really loved to be able to get a, a touchdown there. Maybe makes this a much more interesting game, but they settled for the field goal. I get it. It's the good call. You're not going to go for it against Grand Rapids Catholic Central on 4th and 12 or whatever it was. Um, and the field goal, if it's if it's online, it's three points. It's just off to the right a little bit. Um, you know, it, it, it would have stopped the bleeding a little bit. It would have made it 13-3 to three at the time, and it might have, you know, Giving you some sort of inspiration, some sort of hope, settled things stop, down. A yeah, little. stop the bleeding. You go. Okay, we just had a nice drive. We came away with points. All right, let's play some defense. To uh, we're still down thirteen to nothing, and they drive the ball down the field, and there's a twenty-eight yard touchdown pass to a guy that's 
wide open and all of a sudden it's 19 to nothing going into the second quarter uh and and it just kept going from bad to worse then you have the snap over the puncher's head and they get the ball at the nine and they run one play and it's a touchdown uh and i'm gonna the the, the all the articles and all the things that i read about grand rapids catholic central was oh it's a it's a quarterback battle if it was a quarterback battle and they didn't know Connor Wolf was their number one quarterback well before this game, then I'd like to see the number two guy uh, <laughs> at Grand Rapids Catholic Central because he must be something else. Because Connor Wolf was 13 to 17 for 177 yards and five touchdowns. He threw um, a 28 yarder that was a dart. And at the end of the first half, he threw a 37 yard Hail Mary pass. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. That it was, uh, and everything they did in the in the first half, especially everything they did, um, went their way. Uh, and then in the uh, the third quarter, they put the backup running back in, uh, Sean Sullivan. Again, this is after the number one guy in the first half rushed for 101 yards on seven carries. They put the backup in, four carries, 124 yards, and he had touchdown runs of 55 and 62 yards. Yeah, it wasn't that Port Huron high loss this game, and they lost it by a lot. It was the mistakes that led to it that concerned me. I don't care who you're playing. If you can't get a snap off, you're going to be in trouble. If every, I mean, it felt like every fifth play you had trouble with the snap, you're going to be in bad situations. And you have the athletes, but you couldn't get them the ball, and you put yourselves in bad situations where you Grand Rapids Catholic Central could drop eight in coverage because they knew that you weren't going to run the ball. And the, it was just very concerning, the mistakes they made. Uh, I really, really want to see a bounce back from them against East Point. Well, and you, you brought up a good point because Amari Holler was 8 out of 10. But for just 60 yards, everything was underneath, a lot of short stuff. The the best uh, play, they, they ran it twice in the game, uh, was to the tight end, Caden Rogers. He had two catches for 29 yards, and they got big plays from Caden the two times they were able. There was enough time to get him the ball, and, and that was the other thing. If it wasn't quick, a quick little dump off, the, there wasn't going to be much. They never really got um, – Nate Oriole involved in, in things. They're, they're just – things fell apart so quickly, and they had to, to just kind of, I think, abandon their game plan early on in this one, and, and they never really got a lot of guys going. Jaden Ashford, too, left the game um, with the, some sort of an injury. Don't know how bad it is. That would be a bad loss for the Big Reds if Jaden is out for any stretch of uh, time. Um, he looked a little wobbly going to the sidelines. So, yeah, the in in that kind of a game, you're not going to put him back in, and that's the deceptive part of I don't know how bad Jaden is. Was Jaden hurt, hurt, or was it like okay, it's not worth putting him back in, hurt? Right. Yeah. So um, they need to bounce back in the worst way. They have East Point this week. Um, Mac Blue struggled a bit. This week, the Mac Blue did struggle. Uh, only two wins in the Mac Blue this week. Northern was one. Northern uh, beat Lakeshore, 
and uh, Mott had a big uh, victory over Fitzgerald, who Northern will see this week. Yeah, and PH has in Week 8. Sterling Heights lost to Lampfear, a team we'll see in the silver. And, yeah, they gave up, what, 64 points? Yeah, 64 points. Frazier lost by a touchdown. Um, I don't know uh, much at all about Troy Athens, but it was a 28-21 game. Troy Athens won. And uh, Lance Cruz North, who are on quite a losing streak right now, uh, lost. Again, I don't know anything about Troy, but Troy beat them 14-3 in a low-scoring game. Yeah. So other games going on around the area. We'll save the big performance for last. Harbor Beach beat USA 34-0. Kind of what I we I think expected. that was expected, yeah. Ubley took it to Bad Axe 41-7. Again, I think that was actually expected. I know Bad Axe was really good last year, but I think they graduated a lot of kids. And Ubley is, yeah, everyone's picking Ubley to possibly win D8. Uh, Cass City, 50, Reese, nothing. I wasn't expecting that. No, but again, uh, we knew that Cass City was going to be stronger this year than they were last year, uh, and I'm going to assume that Reese graduated a lot of kids too because normally they're pretty solid. Lutheran Westland, 35, New Haven, 6, and an eight-man Deckerville beat Ashley, 56-14. Burton Atherton, 18, New Haven Merritt, 8, a rare low-scoring eight-man game. Yeah, uh, and we'd we'd mentioned on Thursday, because they'd already had the the forfeit posted, that CPS beat Flynn International. That was the only win for the Stripes in week one, was CPS's forfeit win. The other seven teams in the Stripes – pretty much got handled. Um, actually, the 18-8 loss for New Haven Merritt was the most competitive game from any team in the Stripes. And the game that the MHSA said was on Saturday, but was on Friday night, Burton-Bentley 42, Memphis 7 in that one. Now, Cardinal Mooney went down to Roseville to play a neutral site game against Parkway Christian. They started off the season the same way they ended it. Gave up a they kicked off and gave up a nine minute drive for a touchdown and they're down seven nothing and in the second quarter it's close and then they blew the doors off them just like we wanted to see forty two thirteen here is the impressive part Brendan Hazenlater Dennis we've been kind of singing his praises saying he would be a running back for any team in the area nineteen carries for two hundred and ninety four yards also added two interceptions on defense yeah hello <laughs> this this was stuff that he was doing i mean he wasn't getting 300 yards no game, on 19 but, carries but that's 15 yards a pop he, he 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 was over 100 yards routinely last season he was scoring three and four touchdowns in some of those games um the, he is a powerful back who's agile he's got great hands too uh Brady he can catch the ball like they can throw it to him coming out of the backfield or they can line him up as a receiver and and he will catch the ball um I'm a little nervous that maybe without Trent Rice they had to lean on him a little bit if he's getting that many yards a carry I don't care who my receivers are I'm giving him the ball and letting him eat because that's when you're doing that, you just ride the hot hand. I, if, even if Trent Rice was still there, I still think they're handing it off and letting him get 300 yards. 
Yeah, probably in this game, but I'm just saying I hope that this doesn't foreshadow that this is all they've got is, is all Even I'm asking. Even if that's all they've got, they're still going to be really good. Yeah. It just might be the difference between making a run in the playoffs and not. Or winning your league and not. Yeah. Going to Ford Field for the prep bowl. Because you, you still, you know, again, the, the, until they beat Everest and Shrine, they're the, I'm sorry, they're the underdogs to those two teams. Yeah, but that is an unbelievable performance. Mike McAndrews was saying, he put out on Twitter that he's saying it's the best player he's ever seen in a Mooney uniform. And he's seen a lot of Mooney football. Yes, he has. So, he's old. Yes, he is. And he's been around a long time. So He's, but no, he's so old, I think he played for Mooney. He did. He was actually on the team that beat Shrine the only time it happened. Um, but, so, yeah, uh, Hazen Later's the, the real deal. Uh, and, like, if you've got a high school fantasy team or fantasy <laughs> league and he's not drafted, get him on your roster. You'll get a lot of points. So tell me what you make of this. Because Royal Oak Shrine and Everest lost. Everest lost to Montrose, twenty-seven nothing. That doesn't ring alarm bells for me because uh, Montrose is usually a good team and they're a bigger school than Everest. Yeah, and Royal, Everest has opened with them a couple years in a row and not had luck. And Royal Oak Shrine, they lost to Grass Lake, thirty-five to six. I don't know anything about Grass Lake, and I know Royal Oak Shrine got off to a bad start last year. Uh, they were zero and three, I think, when they went into to play Mooney, and then the Mooney game kind of turned their season around and they played better uh, after that. So I, I don't really know what to make of it. Um, Grass Lake came to their place, though, uh, and and beat them pretty good. Yeah. So I hope that bolts well for Mooney. Yeah. So I think that's it for results. Dennis, do you want to go over the slate of games this week real quick before we get into our top 10 because usually we try to set the stage for the week but we had some business to clean up yeah um let's uh take a look first uh in the uh the the mac games ph will try to bounce back they get an east detroit team that lost to a bronze team in week one madison 24 22 madison though they're they're a school that year in and year out you just don't know yeah they've had really really good teams they've had really really bad teams north northern Blew out Lakeshore in week one. They'll be at uh, Memorial Stadium to face a Fitzgerald team that got shut out in their opening game. Yeah, against Mott, and from everything I've heard, Fitz is taking their lumps after losing a really talented group of kids. Wouldn't want to be Clawson this week. Uh, Marine City heads uh, over to uh, Clawson. No. Probably with a burr in their saddle. Uh, Hazel Park at Marysville. Marysville um, lost that game to, to Elmont. Kind of the middle of the game, the Vikings struggled, but uh, they had a good start, and and they didn't quit uh, in the end. Hazel Park didn't seem to struggle with uh, Imlay City, so this is an interesting matchup. Uh, and St. Clair looks to bounce back and get some offense going. Uh, they'll be taking on uh, Lincoln. Uh, again, Lincoln's opponent might have been a little suspect in Week 1, but Lincoln won their game 36-6 to in Week 1. Yeah, and aren't all those matchups just so great? Aren't those the ones we look forward to on the schedule? Oh, I know. You're, you're really excited about those games. Yeah, the, um, the Marine city Clawson rivalry is one that runs deep. Yeah. In the BWAC, Elmont was supposed to play Algonac. They found an opponent. They're going to play Hamtramck instead. Which, that might be a theme for a lot of BWAC teams. Yeah. Uh, Yale at Armada. 
That's an interesting one. Crosslex at Richmond is another interesting one. And North Branch will travel to Imlay City. Uh, up in the uh, thumb, Cass City's home to Laker. That actually, both those teams won big in week one. So that could be a, a nice clash there. Harbor Beach gets Reese uh, Marlette off of a big stomping of Carroll. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Uh, is home to USA. Uh, Memphis will host uh, Vassar. Sandusky gets a home game against Bad Axe. In fact, the whole league is home. Ubley's home against uh, Carroll. Uh, and, of course, uh, Mooney will take on Michigan Lutheran uh, Seminary on Friday. Uh, a Wednesday game in eight-man for Deckerville and KPAC. Uh, CPS is at Akron Fairgrove. Uh, Merritt will host Ashley. Peck looks to rebound against uh, Caseville, while Brown City will travel to wherever Vermontville Maple Valley is, whatever universe the that's lower in. Lower east side of the state, yeah. I think. Hold on, let me double check so we don't have another Johannesburg. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Vermontville Maple. It's in Valley. Orion's Belt. <laughs> Vermontville Maple Valley. And it's one of the closer ones. They only need four rocket ships to get there. Um, it is not. As far as their games go, not terrible travel. It's, it's only three hours. It's just west of Lansing and north of Battle Creek. <laughs> so, yeah, about three hours for Brown City. That's one way, folks. That's not round trip. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, not. Yeah, sorry that the life of an independent. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but for, hey, for this year, they'll they'll get into that league the, next the year. The Brown City Express is uh, starting to move along. I think a lot of people are starting to jump on board the bandwagon. Well, they that. should. I, they they beat who will end up probably being the, one of the favorites to win the the stripes this year in Peck by fifty two points. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. Right, top ten next. Top ten next. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-87. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. 
Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 this is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Poor Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Kwood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kwood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year. Kwood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kwoodauto to make an appointment. Kwood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, it's time now for uh, the uh, top ten after uh, week one. And uh, just a real uh, quick refresher, if you missed last week's preseason polls, uh, we both had Marine City at number one and Crosslex at number two. Northern was at number three on my poll. You had Ubley. Port Huron was at number four on my poll. You had North Branch. North Branch was number five for me. You had Northern. Ubley was number six for me. You had PH there. 
I had Armada at seven. You had Elmont. I had Elmont at eight. You had Armada at eight. I had Mooney at nine. You had Richmond at nine. Uh, I had Marysville at ten. You had St. Clair at ten. We'll uh, start at uh, ten. You want to go first this week? Yeah, want I want to preface preface this poll by saying the preseason is just our best guess. So I did my. I try not to have what uh, I call pull inertia, where just because I thought a team was in a certain spot to start the year, that's a guess. I don't have a lot to base that off of. So I try to let results speak, so I tried to start over. And I'm also going to say I have no idea what to do with Ubley. So they, <laughs> they will move every week until I find a spot to settle them in, and they probably, out of every team here, have the best chance to be at Ford Field. So, again... I kind of try to do a mix of who I think would be who, who's the most deserving. So, Ubley is just the wild card. I might as well just pull them, pull their number out of a hat. Anyway, number 10, I put in Cardinal Mooney. Uh, a, a nice win. They did exactly what I wanted them to. I almost put them in the preseason poll. But, yeah, 300 yards for Brendan Hazen later. Cardinal Mooney is number 10 in my poll. And they were not in your poll last week. Not in my poll last week was Richmond. Uh, a 14-0 win over St. Clair will get them number 10 this week. They'll bump Marysville, who was my number 10 team uh, before week one. Uh, the, the, I didn't dislike what the Vikings did, but they lost their game by a couple of touchdowns to uh, Elmont. So they're out and Richmond's in. Richmond's my number nine team. They won. It wasn't a pretty win, but they got the win. And the eight teams ahead of them, I really couldn't justify putting them above just because I don't know. I need to see more from Richmond, and we'll find out a hell of a lot this Thursday night. All right. Uh, number nine is where I put Port here in high. I had them up at number four before their game uh, against Grand Rapids uh, Catholic Central. I'm not going to punish them by throwing them out uh, of the uh, the poll, but because Grand Rapids Catholic Central is exceptional, but the Big Reds have a lot to clean up going into uh, week uh, two. This this is a big week for them uh, for a lot of reasons, but mostly for their psyche. I was slightly more forgiving. I put them at number eight, Dennis. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know how far to drop them because. If you would have told me they get blown out by Grand Rapids Catholic Central before the game happened, I would have went, all right, I'm not going to punish them. That happens to a lot of teams. But the way they just didn't execute and were their own worst enemy, Dennis, it didn't matter who was across from them. Grand Rapids Catholic Central doesn't affect the snap of the football. That is something you are 100% in control of. And the fact that it happens so many times, they drop to eight. And they have a lot to do to kind of, at least for me, to earn back some of that games and they need to win them cleanly and convincingly. All right. I had Mooney at number nine last week. I put him at number eight this week. We asked them to win big against Parkway Christian and they delivered and I rewarded them by moving them up a spot in the standings. Elmont's at number seven for me. Uh, Here through number two, for the most part, you could kind of throw them in a hat and jumble them up and pull them out. Uh, Almont, I kept here because I don't know a lot about them. They play Hamtramck this week. They play Emily City this next week. They could be 3-0, and and I wouldn't know a lot about the Raiders till they host North Branch. 
Okay. So they're uh, at number seven. Uh, Almont was my number eight team last week. Again, they get rewarded for a win at Marysville, and they're my number seven team this week. So we agree there. Um, Ubley's at six. I don't know what to do with Ubley. I was putting down the other teams, and I'm like, I have to put Ubley somewhere. Um, Ubley six, I don't know. Uh, the, again, out of all the teams, if I had to pick one, bet my house on one team to make it to Ford Field, I'm picking Ubley. Well, Ubley was my number six team last week. They're my number six team this week. They didn't move after crushing Bad Axe 41-6. to six. They stay right where I had them. I nestled in at number five, Marine City. They lost a very close game. And if this is later in the year, I think they get punished less because you have more to go off of. But they're number five. The one thing, though, with Marine City, Dennis, you look at their schedule. This week, you're if they struggle with Clawson, then the alarm bells go off. But I don't. I think there is a zero percent chance that happens. St. Clair and Marysville, maybe Lampfear, are the only games to really try to reestablish what they are. But they have an uphill climb to go up in the polls because if St. Clair and Marysville aren't good playoff teams. It might not be till Durand that you get a chance to really prove yourself against a playoff team. So they're number five. Uh, they're basically going to have to wait till teams above them lose. By, by the way, uh, Durand won in week one like 50-31 to 31 over whoever they were playing. Let me see if Just I can to, pull that up throw that out real there. quick. All right, my number five team is North Branch. They were my number five team last week. They stay right where they are. 56 nothing win over Redford Thurston is pretty much what I thought North Branch was going to do, um, and they did it, and I'm going to keep them where they're at. Um, Redford Thurston's not uh, an impressive enough win for me to shoot them up into the polls. No, but they, they held serve. They did what they needed to, so I have North Branch at number four. I really like the Broncos. I am excited to see what they are able to do this week. They're at MLA City. Again, I expect another convincing win, just like Almont. I mean, they play Yale Week 3, which I think will be a better test than their first two games. But Almont and North Branch are kind of those two teams' first big show-me game. So I don't see North Branch having a lot of opportunities to really impress unless Yale is the super surprise team and they beat Armada this week. All right, my number four team is where I put Marine City. I couldn't justify taking my previous number one team and dropping them any lower than that for losing a one-point double overtime game. But that being said, I couldn't punish two other teams that were in my top four who won big, and I certainly had to find a spot to put Armada in the top uh, three. So Marine City falls to number four. Number three, this one I went back and forth on. Uh, spoiler alert, Croslex is my number one. So Armada and Northern were the two. And I kept flipping back and forth in my head. But at the end of the day, I had to try to get rid of my preseason bias and go, okay, Armada's win over Marine City is a more impressive win than beating Lakeshore. So I put Northern at number three. It's close. I expect Northern to do some damage against Fitz and Armada. Yeah, 
Armada's win over Marine City trumped Northern's win. That's why Northern's three for me. I had Northern at number three last week based on their defense, and their defense only gave up 12 points. Uh, but their offense scored 44, and that's very encouraging, and I'm hoping that it, it's not an apparition. I'm hoping that they do it to Fitz uh, this week. But Northern stays at number three after a very impressive week one win. Unsurprisingly, Armada number two. We said probably the biggest win that school's ever had, at least in the regular season. That is an that is an unbelievable win. Great win. Great for the community. And they're rewarded. They're the number two team. They knocked off number one. So you think you'd be number one, but number one also had a really impressive win. Yeah, and, and that's the, the thing about it here, folks. The, I had Armada at number seven, and you had him at number eight going into – the the seasonal so I moved them from seven to number two that's a pretty good hike um and I'm not gonna punish Croslex they won by 27 on the road at Swan Valley they finally get to be number one yeah that's not a that's not an easy place to go I yeah I have Croslex number one is two as I said earlier um yeah they dominated both sides of the ball and that is an impressive win now uh, they get to go to Richmond and really prove them. They have a little bit of a gauntlet here, Richmond and then Armada. So the nice thing is we won't have to wait till week eight for this to be settled. We'll we'll settle this next week, and yeah, it'll be. Oh, I'm no, nothing will be settled until week eight because that's where North <laughs> Branch is sitting. Well, I'm and, saying I'm saying and, Armada and Cross Lex. We settled, and, and, and this and this is the BWAC, so. If I know these schools, they're all going to start knocking each other off now. And there's going to be one and game creating that makes more no confusion. Sense. Yeah, going to be one game that makes no sense that we just have to throw it out and say that was a weird game. I'm sure by week four or five, we'll get a game in a hurricane that throws everything off. But yeah, so. And I want to give an honorable mention to Yale. I, I almost, almost put, put them in at number 10, but I just sized it up and I thought. At least right now, a Richmond shutout win over St. Clair is a little more to me than a blowout win over Annapolis. My feelings may change later in the year, well, but if y- Yale's on my radar. Yale has a great chance this week to prove themselves. I mean, that that's what I love about the BWAC is basically every week you have a prove-it game and you have a game to show where you measure up at. There are very few weeks on – any BWAX team schedule that they can take off and just roll the ball out, say, hey, we're just going to play some football, who cares, and get a win. All right, so Brady's top 10. Want to fire through it again? Yeah, Cardinal Mooney at number 10, Richmond number 9. Number 8 is where Port here on high dropped to. Number 7 is Elmont. Ubley is number 6, Marine City 4. Northern starts off the top 3, Armada at number 2, and Cross Lex number 1 after an impressive win on the road. And uh, my top 10 has Richmond at 10, Port Huron at number 9, Mooney at number 8, Elmont at number 7, Ubley at number 6, North Branch at number 5, Marine City at number 4, Northern at number 3, Armada at number 2, and Cross Lex at number 1. Wait, who at number two? You said Armada, right? Armada, yeah. Okay, I thought, for some reason I thought you said Northern. No. All right. So at number three. Anything else? Um, again, this is the last week of Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, we will 
go to Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, starting next week. But Wednesday will be our next show. We'll have the picks, go through all the games in the area. Um, yeah, and anything else? We've got four more yeah, games Yeah, uh, Wednesday we'll have a game, an eight-man game. Yes. Uh, Deckerville at uh, KPAC. Our two games on Thursday, Fitz at Northern and Crosslex at Richmond. Uh, and then on Friday, we'll have Cardinal Mooney hosting Michigan Lutheran Seminary. All right. Should be uh, should be another fun week. We'll, we'll get to find out a lot with some teams. And, yeah, eight-man football, the first time we'll have it. We told, told you we'd cover it if we had the opportunity to. Yeah, and, and we, we'll get at least one more eight-man game in this year, maybe two. We'll see. Yeah, well, it depends. There, there, there might even be some more because we're hearing about games getting shuffled around and – Played on uh, different days. Played on Thursday. That, that played on Saturday. We'll, we'll can help find us. a way there. Yep. So, um, and we almost had a Memphis game if, if they would have been right about it being Saturday. Yeah. And we would have known about it <laughs> before. Because I thought it was Friday and then they changed it, I think, like on Friday to Saturday when the game was played on Friday. Yeah. It, w- it was weird. So. Don't ask me. Anyway. The new site. All right. Everybody send it home, it. Dennis. Anything else? That's it. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.